Welcome to Better Animal Handling, Chapter 12, Episode 95. From the center of Missouri, USA, I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Abby, my cattle dog and humane care advisor co-host. Say hi, Abby. Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals, from chihuahuas to Clydesdales, act as they do, and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode is on safety considerations for cattle. Our topics for this week are handling facilities for cattle, and handling methods adverse to good care and safety of cattle. Corporate livestock production with multi-tiered management increases the chances that animal handlers may not have sufficient experience and training to handle cattle well, or that they become desensitized to procedures that are abusive. Critical point criteria to assess welfare of cattle has been advocated by Temple Grandin. These include how many cattle are limping, the percentage of cattle that vocalize during handling, which should be no more than three per hundred head, running into gates of fences, that should be one per hundred or less, and percentage that fall down, no more than one per hundred head. Acts of abuse include dragging a live cow with a chain, running cattle on top of each other on purpose, prodding cattle in sensitive areas of their body, slamming gates on cattle on purpose, and beating a cow. Plants that supply McDonald's, Wendy's, and Burger King food chains must be audited for compliance with critical care criteria. Family-owned Cattle and pig farms are not audited, although cattle abuse may also occur on some of them. Cattle handling facilities can have physical hazards to cattle or be a psychological barrier that prevents them from moving in the facilities in ways that prevent them from injuring themselves or each other. Facilities should be reviewed for hazard potentials before working cattle. Handlers should drive in protruding nails, saw off bolts that are too long, replace rotten lumber, lubricate gates, and pad clanging steel parts. Floors should be uncluttered, sloping to provide drainage, and roughened to provide traction. The floor of forcing pens and alleyways should be concrete. Fences and gates must be strong enough to hold crowded pushing cattle. Chutes and alleyways should be solid-walled and wide enough for cattle to move forward easily without being able to turn around. Handlers should check out distractions in the work area, such as clutter, water puddles, shadows, clanging chains, people in flight zones, and hissing and loud noises. 
Blood on the ground or floor can cause cattle to balk. Gates should be padded with rubber stops to reduce noise. The yard design should have cattle moving away from the yard entrance in holding pens, but toward the entrance in forcing pens and alleyways. Cattle desire to find an escape in the direction they enter. Movement should be on the level or uphill. Good drainage is important to reduce cattle distracting pools of water. The bottom half of steel pins should be paneled to prevent legs from being caught. Yard pins should be long and narrow to aid one person moving cattle. Funnel-shaped entrances into alleyways should be constructed from a crowding pin. Unfavorable handling of cattle results in decreased weight gains and performance, decreased immunity and resistance to disease, and bruising and injuries. Common handling procedures that cause stress include disbudding, dehorning, vaccinations, castration, weaning, pregnancy checks, dipping, and drenching. Yelling agitates cattle. Handlers should speak at a normal level with a low tone of voice. Talking to an animal in a calm manner can reduce fear in animals and agitation in the handler. The handler should desensitize cattle to things that may be scary to them. Cattle should be worked in groups whenever possible. Individual animals worked alone are easily stressed and panicked. An escaped animal should never be chased. After herding it into an enclosure, a handler should allow 30 minutes for it to calm down before trying to draw it back into a familiar group. Electric prods are painful and will panic cattle into injuring themselves and other cattle. Plastic paddles, flags, and streamers should be used rather than electric prods to move or turn cattle. When moving cows with Calves, handlers should begin slowly to allow grazing cows to gather their calves. Cows will hide young calves and graze away from them, returning about every four hours to nurse. Rushing a gathering process will result in the cows abandoning their calf. Situations that cause cattle to refuse to move or balk can cause cattle to injure themselves as well as cause inefficiency in their handling. Common causes for balking are seeing commotion or hearing loud noises at the end of the alleyway, seeing a dead end in the alleyway, people being in the way of cattle movement, anything that flaps, strange smells, shadows, and drains, and moving into sunlight. Anything that contrasts with the general appearance of the ground or flooring will cause cattle to stop put their head down, and focus on what appears unusual. Means to prevent balking includes having a chute with a head gate that faces a holding pen with resting cattle, using small pens, and working small groups at a time, using the same flooring throughout a forcing pen in an alleyway, having a floor or ground that is level or a rising incline, Providing a direction of movement into bright but not blinding sunlight. Using curved alleyways in solid walls that allows cattle to view two body lengths ahead.
padding steel working equipment and reducing the width of crowding pens. Feeding and providing water to cattle in holding pens without working them will help desensitize them to the fear of being confined and being around handling facilities. The handlers should close the gate when they're in and allow them to stand for about an hour. Then he should let them out without handling them. Later, they should be released by opening up the crowding pen and alleyway and letting them go through the squeeze gate and head gate without catching them. Familiarization to working facilities without stress will facilitate efficient movement, lower stress, and improve the safety of handling cattle for needed procedures. Commercial dairy cattle have been selected for milk production without sufficient concern for other genetic qualities. Their range of movement during the day has been confined, and they're often confined part of the day on concrete. These and other factors contribute to a higher susceptibility for lameness in dairy cattle and large-scale operations than in beef cattle on pasture. Docking tails is an amputation of up to two-thirds of the tail length as performed on some dairy cattle to reduce a soiled tail from contaminating milk, handlers, and equipment. Tails are also docked less commonly in feedlot cattle to prevent tails from being stepped on in close confinement. The adverse effects of tail docking in cattle can include inability to avoid biting insects and associated abnormal avoidance behaviors stump infections, and aromas. Although opposed by the National Milk Producers Federation, the National Mastitis Council, and the American Veterinary Medical Association, tail docking persists in many U.S. states. It is illegal in at least three states and five European countries. McDonald's Corporation has announced that they will not purchase any dairy products from groups that practice tail docking. The USDA has proposed a rule that would prohibit tail docking and require lameness monitoring in cattle that produce dairy products that can be labeled organic. Now let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. Distractions to cattle in handling facilities can cause balking, pileup, and injuries. Cattle should be acclimated to handling facilities by being fed, watered, and released before using the facilities for handling and restraint. Electric prods have no place in handling healthy cattle. Docking of dairy cow tails is opposed by the American Veterinary Medical Association and the National Milk Producers Federation. Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling is available in my book, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, published by CRC Press. It's also available on Amazon and for many other fine book supply sources. Additional information is available at betteranimalhandling.com. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Abby and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about zoonotic diseases of cattle 
and sanitary practices. Hey Abby, some people dock Australian cattle dogs' tails. What do you think of that? Oh, anyone that tries will have a tail to tail, but it won't be yours. I believe you, Abby. They might as well grab a tiger by the tail. They'd stand a better chance of surviving, wouldn't they? 